presented as entertainment, not flight instruction. Though some participants are certified flight instructors, their comments, opinions, and discussions of flying techniques are theirs alone. None of the co-hosts or guests on this podcast are acting as your flight instructor. Please consult your own CFI for guidance on your specific flight training, aeronautical knowledge, and aircraft operation. is the Stuck Mike Avcast, an aviation podcast about learning to fly, living to fly, and loving to fly. Episode 213, Inspiring Women and Young Girls, Natalie Fly Girl Kelly, coming up next in this episode of the Stuck Mike Avcast. Now here are your co-hosts, Victoria Newville, Eric Crump, Larry Overstreet, Russ Rosleski, Tom Frick, Rick Felty, and Carl Valeri. Well, folks, welcome to a special episode of the Stuck Mike Avcast. Today, we are joined by a truly inspirational aviator, Natalie Flygirl Kelly. You know, Natalie has become an ambassador for women and young girls, inspiring them to reach for the sky. But before we begin, a quick word from our sponsor. Do you want to pursue a career in aviation as a pilot, air traffic controller, mechanic, or dispatcher? Or do you just want to earn that commercial or instrument rating, but you need help paying for it? The Aerospace Scholarships Guide at AviationCareersPodcast.com has over $50 million in available scholarships. Many of these go unused because people don't apply for them. For just $10, you'll receive a full-year subscription to the guide, which is updated monthly. Every scholarship is personally verified to make sure it's accurate and still available. More information is at AviationCareersPodcast.com. Let's do the pre-flight. Well, we have some news and announcements uh, this week. And by the way, if you do have news, announcements, and shout-outs, send them to us, stuckmikeavcast at gmail.com. Triple Tree Aerodrome is uh, is, they're having their second annual fly-in for uh, the – it's actually called a Young Aviators Fly-in. It's it's really cool. And – there's Rob Williams who's up there. He has actually done a bang-up job. You may have heard him him from Sun and Fun. He's moved up to uh, Triple Tree Airport, Aerodrome, I should say. And on June 21st to the 23rd, they're going to have the second annual Young Aviators Fly-In, trying to get uh, young folks into aviation, also describing not just flying, but all different types of uh, aerospace and, and jobs that are out there. I'll be up there speaking about different aviation jobs. We're also going to have uh, uh, some folks from the, the Scouts, and from AOPA and uh, even some folks from UPS. It's going to be really cool. It's easy to find, and uh, if you want more information, I'm hoping to make it up there. By the way, I'm not sure if I'm going to make it there because I get my schedule one month in advance. Cool thing is, by then, I will have my airplane, so I'm very excited about that uh, and hopefully be able to fly in there. So get myself, and and, uh, that's the other exciting news. I'm getting myself just a little Cherokee I'm uh, renting for for about a month or so. So anyway, uh, so look at the the link. It's called Trippy. Triple Tree Aerodrome, easy for me to say, and uh, click on that, and I would really highly recommend going there if you have some young folks trying to inspire them about getting into aviation. Now entering cruise flight. As a matter of fact, speaking of inspiring young folks and uh, and women and, and getting into aviation, young girls, we're here with Natalie Fly Girl Kelly. Hey, Natalie, uh, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you very much. Well, we really appreciate your being here today, and you truly are an inspirational uh, flyer and an inspirational person and a great role model uh, for all those uh, young aviators and and all aviators alike. Uh, Also joining us, Natalie, is uh, we have Victoria. Victoria, hey, uh, welcome, Victoria. 
Hey, nice to talk to you again, Natalie. Hi, Victoria. Nice talking to you. And uh, actually, Victoria, that's another announcement we could have made, but it's actually going to be over with by the time this comes out, is uh, we're going to talk uh, <laughs> in the next episode about what's happening in Frederick, Maryland. You're going to be there, I hope, at uh, AOPA Flying. Heck yeah. <laughs> and uh, of course, you'll have your, your company will be there, I think, right? Yep, so I'll be at the Aviation Insurance Resources booth, and uh, Turbo the Flying Dog will be there for a bit selling books. So I'm doing uh, triple duty. So. <laughs> ah, cool. And uh, and can I get his paw print or his... Uh, what's his it? Pawtograph. Pawtograph. That would be so cool. <laughs> of course you can. You know what? The last time you were here in Frederick, I didn't even have turbos. So that's how long it's been. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it has been quite some time. Uh, as a matter of fact, last time we were there, we were with our friend Len. And, uh, oh, man, that was my other announcement. I, I forgot to say is uh, somebody's back into flying again. And we're hopefully going to have him back on the show soon as uh, Len Costa finally got back in an airplane. And he's, he's uh, really excited about flying, I think, uh, uh, but uh, we'll follow him and also try to get him back on the show. But uh, also joining us actually here from uh, sunny Florida, just like I'm here in Lakeland, is Tom Frack. Hey, Tom. Welcome back. Hi, Carl. How are you doing? Good. good welcome, good. Natalie. Hi. Thank you. Well, you know, uh, Tom and uh, Victoria, obviously very passionate people about aviation. We've been hearing uh, from you folks for quite some time. We talked uh, years ago about, you know, about flying together and also about going to this event up in Frederick. Well, Natalie's going to be on her way up there. But, you know, Natalie, you've, you know, through your fly girl, you've been really, you know, helping people move forward in their lives in aviation and also their careers. But before we talk a little bit about that, maybe you could tell us how you actually developed your passion for aviation. Um, well, Gosh, you know, my family's kind of been involved in aviation for a long time. My dad was a pilot in the Navy, and um, then he flew for FedEx, had a long career with FedEx. I never actually flew with him, though. Um, I did fly with my uncle, who flies uh, Warbird airplanes, and he used to take me flying when I was uh, young and doing the aerobatics, and I just loved it. It's just, just really perfect for my personality because I'm kind of an adventuresome kind of person and he kind of drew me in a little bit to that um, community and took me to air shows we'd go to air shows and stuff together and I'd meet him there and just loved loved going flying and it was always one of these things that I wanted to do so you wound up uh, actually reaching out and flying but it's not something you did uh, early in life is it no it's not um, you know life kind of gets in the way and it it was it never left my mind though. I always thought one of these days I'm going to do it. I'm one of these days I'm going to do it. I started having children, raising a family, and as my kids were getting older and didn't seem to need me as much, I've been a stay at home mom. Then I don't know the time seemed right, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to start doing this right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's time. I don't need to wait any longer, or it's just going to pass me by before I know it. You know, so. Yeah, it was probably about three years ago, actually, when I started flying. So was it your family that helped you get into it, or did you go the traditional route of uh, finding an FBO and finding a flight instructor? Uh, the traditional route, I would say. You know, we're fortunate here with Sporties is, is nearby. I'm about 30 minutes from Sporties, and it's well-known, obviously, uh, and I think I, there was a, there was another airport here that actually closed down that would have been closer, but 
I heard good things about Sporties. Decided one day, okay, well, I mean, the story is, okay, so I've got these teenagers, and they're very moody, and I was like, i got to do something else. i got to get away from these teenagers. So I'm going to start flying, and um, I had pulled out a bucket list and was kind of looking at everything that was on it, and that was really the only thing that I was like, this is speaking to me right now. I feel like this is the time. Called up the school, and... I'm like, I'm one of those people that if I, I've got to do, I got to do it. I got to take action right then when I'm motivated or I will talk myself out of it. So I called him up, talked to the school um, director there, Charlie, and set up my first lesson for probably about a week or two after that phone call. And, and I did, I tried to talk myself out of it <laughs> for the next nearly two weeks. And the day that it came, I was like, okay, here I go. And I was very nervous about it, but um, pushed myself to get over those nerves and go for it and just haven't looked back since. So you used flying, uh, as many people do, as a an escape, kind of a stress reliever, you would say, primarily? Yeah, I would say so. I'm, I'm very kind of a goal-oriented person as well, and I like to kind of check boxes, and I feel... Um, I feel like I'm not living up to my potential if I'm not getting things accomplished that I've always wanted to do. So it was one of these things that's just been hanging over me for years. And I felt like I've got to do this. I've told people I want to do this. If I don't do it, then I don't know. You know I told my kids it was something I wanted to do. And I felt like I got to set an example for them that you should never give up and that's never too late. So I'm going to, going to do this. It's part, partly an escape but partly wanted to come up with um, what I was going to do for the next chapter of my life as my kids are getting older. Um, wanted to pursue a career in something that I really enjoyed. So I'm hoping that this will lead to that. Well, that's great. And one of the things that you've done is not, you, you got your, your private, but you, you've moved forward from there in those three years. What ratings have you actually been able to get? Well, I've got my private, my instrument, my commercial, and um, then my multi-engine add-on, and I just started working on my CFI. Wow. So, yeah, you really did take off with this this goal, didn't you? <laughs> That's terrific. I did, yeah. And I've got, I tell people, um, so it's been not quite three years, and I have just over 600 hours. Oh, wow. You are rather active I've been there. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Flying a lot. That's Do you ever take a break, or are you just fueled by the love for learning more things and gaining more ratings or is there times where you're like okay let's chill for a second you know mostly I've been going 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 the last um six months have been um kind of tough and I've kind of slowed down a little bit um but and I'm not really sure which direction I want to go now because I've, I've gotten so involved in fly girl as well and I like to write, and I've written a few aviation articles, and so I've kind of got that part, and I love running the, the nonprofit, and it's been really fun and successful. I'm not, I want to fly, I'm just not really sure how this is all going to, how it's all going to pan out right now, um, and I wasn't really sure that I wanted to be a CFI, but I did think gain a lot from going through the training, um, so I thought, okay, I'm going to go ahead and do this. It's a way to build hours, and it's a way to learn more, and we'll just see what what opens up, what doors open. Well, that- so I can relate because I'm going through my CFI right now, too, and 
I mean, luckily for you, I think because you've been involved in aviation so much, learning after learning after learning. But it's um, I know for me at least right now, like I haven't had a check ride in eight years if you don't count my seaplane, and it's a lot, and it really pushes you to thoroughly understand. Um, every concept and then have to teach it uh, what's that what's that journey been like for you um you know probably because of the break that I took it's made it a little bit more difficult for me to get back into it once I once I started the training and didn't really give myself a break you know you kind of get on this roll and you get this rhythm and you're in that grind and you got the study habits down and you it's just a regular schedule that you that you maintain. And I'm very regimented and scheduled. And then I have on my calendar, this is study time. I'm blocking out this time to read. I'm blocking out this time to do this. And um, when you stop or when I stop, it's hard for me to get back into that. So it's been kind of, kind of difficult getting back into it for sure. And on top of running a nonprofit. So you're doing all this studying, all this training while running fly girl, um, can you tell me a little bit how you balance both of those and exactly what Fly Girl is? Well, it's difficult because I really love the Fly Girl. <laughs> it's so fun. And, you know, when I have to study, it's not as fun. It's kind of like, oh, I got to do that. I kind of just want to chat with people online all day, but can't do that. Um, so Fly Girl is, gosh, you know, it, it started out being, I was looking for some cute, clothes to wear to like air shows to let other women see that I'm a pilot. And so if if they saw that I'm a pilot, then maybe they could think, well, I can be a pilot too. And I couldn't find anything. And I was like, okay, I need to come up with something cute and stylish and, you know, cut in a way that's more um, stylish today. You see these boxy t-shirts and I don't really want to wear those. I want something that's hip looking, you know? Um, so I came up with the logo, worked with someone to come up with the logo, started printing a few shirts, and then Sporties uh, talked to them. I approached them about selling the products, and they were very supportive and have been very supportive, and now they sell the products. And I decided from there, okay, well, what do I want to do with these products exactly? I can use this money to um, fund scholarships for women to get women involved. So it's all about, okay, what else can I do? I do these t-shirts and people see that I'm a pilot. Um, but what else can I do to get women into it, you know, the, and get over some of those hurdles. So then the scholarships were developed and I've given away, um, the first one was last year and it was $5,000. And then, and it was, it was self-funded because I really hadn't made any money at that point. Um, and then this year, I was able to give away two scholarships after I ran this um, Fly Girl, Fund a Fly Girl campaign that was really successful. And I had I had a blast doing it. I mean, I really love that part as well. So um, it's, uh, that's fun. Yeah. So, so you're, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was, was going to say real quick, on the, on the whole part of the scholarships, uh, one of the things that you've done is you've partnered with uh, women in aviation. I think before you were doing this on your own through your through the website, and uh, but now, and I, I just want to mention this because we did just change your scholarship and the scholarships guide uh, to actually point towards the women in aviation. And I'm sure that partnership has has really helped you in finding uh, different people that want to actually apply for the scholarship. 
Yeah, it has for sure. You know, originally it was in the Cincinnati area, and that was kind of important to me because I really wanted to um, be sort of a mentor and be around that person. Being um, with with my experience, there weren't very many females around in that school, and I thought it would be nice if another woman had a scholarship there and we could see each other and encourage each other. But since connecting with so many people on social media, I found that it wasn't really necessary for me to be able to kind of cheer for them or mentor them, for them to be right in my city, because um, I connect with a lot of people across the nation through social media. So, yes, we opened it up to the whole nation and women in aviation kind of administers the whole whole thing and takes care of all the administrative work. So, um you were touched on something awesome about the social media because I think that's where I got in touch with you first was seeing you on social media and I learned about the scholarships which I've applied to. Um, and that's when we first started talking because I was like a runner up. So that yes, was pretty that's awesome. Right. And yeah. um, but we eventually met at um, Women in Aviation and then you called another girl who had to come meet me and then she knew a girl to come meet me. And then I ran into you another place and you gave me a new person to meet. Where do you get that networking guru from? Like, Gosh, where you know, that I don't know from? because I, I really would never say that I am um, an outgoing person. I'm, I'm very introverted. I, I, you know, kind of get, I think they say when you're an introvert, when you get your energy from kind of being alone and that's how you kind of, uh, regroup, and I definitely do that. But there's something about this whole shared love of aviation that just fires me up. I just want to talk to people, and knowing how beneficial it's been to me to hook up with other women, I want to hook other women up with each other. And you know, so if I know someone that's going to be near Victoria, then I want to tell her, and y'all, you know, you'll have things in common, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, that's great. So I want you to, I just want to help people get connected so that we can just cheer for each other and um, had that exposure to more people. It's almost easier being a pilot and being aviation to connect with someone else. Don't you think like we already have so, so much in yes. common without knowing yes. each other for very long. Yes. And you know, I've, I've never felt like I really had that. Um, and I guess, you know, without getting too crazy, being a mom, um, there's so many things going on and it's, it's just hard sometimes to feel like you're you have a lot in common with certain people. I mean, you've got this kids playing baseball, you've got these kids doing that, and um, knowing I don't know something about aviation just um, it just makes me feel connected to people and that common commonality with women in such a small group too. You know that, and we all know kind of what we're facing and what we're going through and what it's like to fly and what it's like to go through the whole process. It's uh, kind of a bonding thing, I feel like. Is there kind of one moment or a story that you can think of that illustrates um, what it means for you to be in aviation and in Fly Girl with the networking and the people? Is there anything that has stood out to you over the past few years that made you think like, all right, this, this is the path I'm supposed to be on? Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, I and I can't say there's one particular moment. Maybe um, hmm, maybe Sun and Fun last year. 
when so many people were there and wanting to to meet me and get together, and I just felt like it wasn't hard. Like it wasn't a challenge. And there are times when I haven't had that much confidence. And um, aviation definitely has made me more confident and made me more like maybe I wouldn't take the risk before to reach out and to a stranger and say, hey, you want to meet? Um, but now I'm definitely more likely to do that. It's it's easier. And I, I felt that all the women really have been very welcoming. And I think at times women are so, you know, competitive. And I haven't really felt that at all in aviation. I'm not really sure what the difference is exactly. But um, I'd say Sun and Fun last year, I felt like, this is just easy. This is just natural. It's, I love to talk about aviation. I love, um, and it's not hard and I don't feel insecure and I, I feel confident and I feel at home. That's the way it should be. Yeah. So the Great. people really relate to you, Natalie. And I'm wondering, you know, as you're talking, I'm trying to figure out, you know, why do people want to reach out to you? And I'm, I'm assuming from just from what I've seen, uh, maybe it's the fact that you're very open, you're very transparent, and um, you're you can connect with people very easily. I think that's for me. That's a big part of it too. You're very very, very approachable. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Well, that's good. I try to be, and I'm, I I don't feel like uh, I've always been. I've always felt like I wasn't really sure where I fit in and what. Um, what I was supposed to be doing. I, there's, I've dabbled in many things um, while raising my kids. I went back to school to become a nurse for a little while, and I played tennis. I played tennis for years. Um, I decided I was going to sell clothing. I mean, I've tried so many other things that nothing really fit and felt natural until until I started flying. So in this industry, um, you know, it pretty much is, is a male-dominated right now, but it seems that that's changing. In, in the short amount of time that you've very, been very involved in it, you know, I know you've been involved in it all your life, you know, externally, but have you seen the needle move? Have you seen more people come into this tent of aviation that are females and women? Well, I, I feel like there, ha- there have been. Um, I know the statistics don't really show that yet really but um it's a goal of mine to really connect with people involved like people mostly women that are involved in all aspects of aviation and i interview them and write little stories on them or do videos and there's all different kinds of things you know air show announcers or wing walkers or air traffic control and i think you know i I, I connect with all those people because and i feel like it's a bigger community. I'm not really sure why I, I feel like, but I do seek them out. So maybe it seems like it's a larger community because that is what I'm surrounding myself with. I have found um, many, you know, men. I hang around men too, pilots, and I don't feel, I really haven't felt any like uncomfortable situations where I've thought that I wasn't welcome from another male pilot. I, I do feel like they're very helpful and you just have to be. Well, like transparent, like you said, I'm just a person and I want to know more. I'm soaking up knowledge from everybody and anybody that will give it to me. So in your training now, 
how was your experience? Was it similar to the way it is now in this community? Um, did you feel like that there was uh, any difference in the training that you got that you you see the other folks that were there getting? Um, no, definitely not. I mean, initially when I went in, I I thought it was going to be that way because there aren't many women around. You mostly see, you know, the male instructors and the male students, and it was very intimidating. And I thought. You know, I didn't know how this was going to go. I thought, I don't know how this is going to go. I'm not really sure about this. Um, but once I got into it, yeah, they, they treated me just like any other student. And um, I found they were very respectful and professional and never had any problems with it was all like in my head or something. I don't know. It was just like this. I expected it to be um you know, uncomfortable, but it wasn't at all. See, and I think that's a big part of it, too. I think that, that we have changed as as a society of, of flight instructors and the way that we treat our students. Um, we, you know, everybody's unique, obviously, but we all pretty much treat them the same now, whereas before, in my experience, I've been doing this for a few years and a few decades, is that I found that people would approach females differently uh, at the airport and, and instructing, et cetera. And, and you heard things that I haven't really been hearing in the past, say, five to ten years, uh, especially amongst women, and saying, hey, you know, you're, you're, you're a woman, you, you have to do better. It's like, well, no, we all have to do the same. We're all pilots. And, you know, the airplane doesn't know, you know, who's behind the, the yoke. You know, it's, uh, I think that's the, the difference that I've kind of seen over, over the past few decades of, of the change in our attitudes as instructors and, and maybe as a society as a whole. And the other thing that I think is really cool is it's, it's and just look at Sun and Fun and look at uh, even the college I'm associated with. The numbers are just, you know, off the charts. I mean, the high school has over 50% females, and I think now we're up to 18 or 19%. Uh, so it is going in that direction, and there, you don't see that conversation. And I'm that's what's exciting about what you just said to me is that you had an incredibly positive experience, it sounds like. And, and I, I'm kind of proud of our community of flight instructors for that, that, that maybe – Things have changed, and uh, and they're going to change. I think more so in the future. Um, so, in with that said, it still is a male-dominated industry, and now you're getting into that industry. Is um, do you? And you kind of touched on it a little bit. Do you feel any way intimidated by that, or uh, or do you, are you just taking this as a, the next challenge? Uh, no, I'm not really intimidated uh, by it. I've, I feel like I've learned to be natural. Um, to speak up, not be shy, you know, with the male, and you got to show your skills. I mean, demonstrate your skills. Don't talk, um, be confident with yourself and don't go in, you know, to a situation maybe with, um, a, maybe an a instructor or male instructor and be like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. Don't be meek. Go in there and be like, okay, yeah, let's do it. Here we go. Let's do this. And, and know that you can do it be confident with yourself and show your skills and just be don't don't be expecting special treatment i mean you're just you just need to be a regular student and um, i think they'll treat you that way and i'm excited that you're doing this in in the industry where there are you know not that many females and there it's growing uh in that you can help someone and you can relate to somebody another female and tell them hey yes you can do this but but uh, there are certain experiences that you'll have that are unique to your situation, just like uh, 
everybody else out there has some some unique aspect in their background. And that's something that I think is really important is there's so many different organizations and women organizations and younger uh, ladies and, and all these different events and scouting where people, you know, of a, of a common background can get together and relate. And I think the camaraderie is, is really cool because I've seen you in action and, and people just kind of gravitate towards you. And, and in general, I think there's an incredible amount of people that are out there and just, you, you know, just, just saying to themselves hey listen i can do this too because i can see somebody else and i think that's 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 doing it also and I, th- I think that's really exciting and that's what i i love about what you're doing well thank you that's what i want that's what, what i want women to see well you know i'm just a normal person if i can do it you can do it yeah and and i think one of the things too is and we, we go back to this is um you know one of the things that I, I think we should do as a community, and I think we're doing this, and, and I know you're doing this, is how we have to reach to the younger people. Uh, if we want people to get into aviation, it has to start with the younger folks. Uh, and in the beginning in their lives, you know, they may have different experiences, and they may not think they could actually fly. I mean, like in my case, I was wearing glasses, and they say, oh, you can't fly because you wear glasses. Well, gosh. I can fly, you know, it, you just have to, you know, pass a, a test, you know, that with your glasses on and, and you can fly. And people say, well, no, you know, girls can't fly, et cetera. And it's like, no, no, that that's actually happening. And, and here's a great example of that. Um, but what is it that you do as far as trying to reach out to some of these younger folks? Um, well, I did start flying with the Young Eagles and um, just, well, last year I had one flight and we did a flight last month and i had all all girls that were flying with me i think it's been a total of um eight girls between both flights and another thing i do well i travel quite a bit and i it's like i just love to travel which is probably why i love being a pilot (laughs) (laughs) um but i carry i have these fly girl pins and stickers and whenever i'm in the airport and i see little girls uh, i will go up to them and be like um you know, look at that plane. You ever think you could fly? And, you know, they look at me kind of strange at first. And I'm like, I want you to know I'm a pilot and you could be a pilot too. Here, take my, take these pens and stickers and um, contact me if you ever, you know, are in Cincinnati and you want to go flying or if you have any questions. And I just try to try to talk to them. I, I also um, have been involved with uh, big brothers and big sisters here in Cincinnati. I've had one girl that I've mentored for about five years now and I talked to her she's she's African-American female and I've taken her flying and I talked to her about the things that she has the potential to do and my hope is that she can talk to her friends about that and you know it just can open her eyes to her potential and then she can share that with her friends and open it open up something to their potential and just kind of talk about it I mean you've got to let people know, which is kind of awkward sometimes with little girls, say, hey, you know, you could do this and just bring it up and just say, I want to talk about some of the things you could do that you probably didn't think you could do, but um, you can. And then, you know, at schools and stuff, I've, I've done a couple of talks at schools. So I like to go in. I love it. I mean, I just, it's so fun. And the the girls are very responsive and, you know, have like these little charm bracelets they make with these little metal airplanes and it's fun they're very inquisitive and they they think wow you know they look at me with these big eyes and they're like 
she's a pilot. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah. So you got to talk about it. <laughs> I was smiling while you were saying that. That's so cool. I could just picture the young girl looking up and saying, oh, wow, this is something I can do. I've seen her do it. And that's that's just awesome that you're doing that. But how about the um, you know women that are out there now, say professionals or people that were, have been raising a family, et cetera, um, what advice would you have for, say, someone like myself or, or anybody who's listening uh, to help them maybe get into aviation, help them explore aviation? Well, I would recommend probably, you know, investigating flight schools. Go hang out at flight schools. Find out information about it. There's tons of stuff online, too, YouTube videos and things like that. You could kind of start figuring out what's this going to look like. Um, do you want it to be a hobby? which, you know, it's an expensive hobby. Do you want it to be um, a career? It's not too late. You know, I think I still got at least 20 years left to, to be able to have a career. And think about, you know, and there's so many, what there's so many scholarships and there's so many opportunities um, to do this. There's, and you don't have to own your own plane. You can rent planes. You can join flying clubs. I mean, there's ways to make it doable, sharing planes with people, um, and I think it's, I don't know, it's something about the achievement of it. If you don't want it to be a career, it's still a really cool thing just to challenge yourself and force yourself to learn something totally new. It, it forces some growth in you and reveals things about yourself that you probably didn't know you, you had in you or that you were capable of. So I just think if it's something you're interested in, Start digging around. Start asking questions. Get online. There's so many female pilots online that I know would love to to talk and, and help you figure out someone, connect with someone, a school or an instructor to get you started and see see how it goes and ask for help. People want to help. You mentioned flying clubs, and uh, we talked about Frederick and, and going different places. You and your you like to travel. You actually you use an airplane to travel. So, so do you own or are you in a club like you mentioned? I do own an airplane. I bought an airplane right towards the end of my private um, lesson, right when I was getting ready to get my private, because I knew I wanted to go on and do the um, instrument and commercial. And I actually, I live in Cincinnati, but my family lives in Nashville. I'm from Nashville. And it's about a two-hour flight, and I wanted to be able to get back and forth there because my mom, you know, my mom's getting older, and um, I wanted to be able to get there quickly it's a it's a short little flight and I wanted to I feel somewhat like so I don't know if the, the engrossed is the word but I wanted to fly just as much as I possibly could and owning my own plane seemed like the best way to do that so that's what I did and I love it I can't, you know, I love I, it. You're, you're getting me excited. I'm, I'm taking delivery of a plane another few weeks, and uh, I've oh, never fun. actually owned my own or had my own where it was just for me. And uh, that freedom, what you were just saying, just is like, wow, you can get a plane and just take off and go see relatives and, uh, and, and just go, you know, hundreds of miles away within a few hours and come back the same day. That's really it's cool. Nice. And, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I took, um, my older son's girlfriend um, to, I was just taking it to get its annual. It was only like a little 30-minute flight, but had asked her if she wanted to go. And she had never been in an airplane at all. And she was so nervous. But I don't know, she's 18. And I thought, 
this will be great. This will be great for her. I need to to do this and let her see what it's like. She loved it. But um, you have that ability when you have your plane and um, someone wants to go with you to see, you know, if you're flying at 3,000 feet, it's very different than flying at 40,000 feet, the things that you can see and and explore. And there have been times when I'm like, I have Saturday and Sunday available. Where can I go? Let's look at the weather. Where is it good? And let's go. <laughs> and just spend the night somewhere and come back. It's awesome. <laughs> Oh man, I'm just, I'm just getting excited. Yeah, I'm just getting excited just listening to this. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm excited for you. Yeah, yeah, I can't, fun. I can't wait to do that, and I think that's cool. And and you know, honestly, if if you're listening and you're you can't afford your own airplane, the clubs are just like that. They have them where you can take the plane for a few weeks. I've been in clubs before, so so you know, try to go get that magic, that magic carpet, and and take it to different places and and enjoy the flying because it's not it's a skill you have and you will have if you don't have your license yet uh and you can do that just like natalie has done uh with her airplane i think that's that's awesome but i'm so so excited about that a lot by by taking these cross-country trips to places that are not familiar um you just you have to learn a lot you know about new airports and and figuring out the winds you know and doing instrument approaches at different airports is very different than the same airport over and over again. You know, it's just you you learn a lot more. I feel like if you do these cross country trips and get out of your comfort zone around your around your local area. I think that's great advice. And and obviously, you know, you do your research before you go out there and you kind of stretch your boundaries and keep stretching them. And um, and and I think you're going to be a great instructor. I can't can't wait to I'm hoping you're going to become a flight instructor soon because you're a great teacher. Um, and speaking of teaching, you're, you're out there speaking at all these different places. Um, if somebody wanted to find out where you're speaking, is there any way they can do that? Um, not really. I don't. I haven't really posted where I'm speaking typically, and, and I haven't really spoken that many places, like four maybe. That's oh, um, wow. I thought you were out there. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, I love it, and I love to do it. Uh, I've been invited quite a few times, and sometimes it just doesn't work out. But um, it's it's very fun. Um, but you could. I mean, if you were interested in me speaking. I think the 99s has me on like their speakers bureau, but you can send me a message by um, visiting my website, um, flygirlllc.com. There's my little plug there. And you can send me a message there. There's a little contact button. And I mean, I'd love the opportunity to come come speak. And I'd love the opportunity to fly somewhere new to go speak. So I'm open open to anything. Well, not to put you on the spot, uh, Natalie, but just between you, me, and the other few thousand people listening, w- w- would you mind coming over and speaking at our Women in Aviation chapter here in Lakeland? Uh, oh, at Lakeland? Yeah, I would love that. Cool. An opportunity to get down to Florida. Yes. Awesome. You're, you're on. We're, we'll, we'll talk offline. I definitely want to have you you come down Please. here. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And, uh, yeah. And by the way, for those listening, uh, if you get involved in women in aviation, uh, it doesn't matter if you're a male or a female. It's a it's an open organization. They're open to everybody joining, and uh, it's just if. It's just such a terrific organization that really inspires people, and and Natalie's you know scholarship is actually through Women in Aviation uh, now, so and they're promoting it. So definitely, if you're somebody who wants to help somebody move forward, a young person or any other person that wants to fly, it's a great place to go. And uh, like I said, it's open to everybody out there. So anyway, so I'm going to hit you up for that. Definitely come out to to Lakeland. Please do, yeah, I would love that. So Victoria, did you you had one more question before we close here? 
Yeah, this is just, I was thinking, you know, you're helping so many people with the scholarships and I'm not sure, you know, you're not very sure where you're going to end up in aviation. There's so many possibilities really that we could enter into, whether for career or just for fun, because I never knew I'd end up where I am doing what I'm doing. But for your scholarship winners, say 10 years from now, you're looking back at all these women who have taken to the skies because of you. Where do you want to see these women? What are these women women doing in your mind when you think about it? Um, I don't, I don't really have a particular like I want them to be flying for UPS. No, I want them to be confident. I want them to to know that they went after something, you know, and continue attending air shows. Hopefully, they're still flying. And or at least sharing their experiences, talk about it, let people know what you're doing, what you did, especially females. And there's a lot of ways to get involved in aviation if you decide not to to continue flying. But there's something about what I'm most passionate about is women seeing that they can accomplish things, uh, especially in a male dominated uh, arena like aviation and whether it's a hobby or whether it's a career, it's it's just changed me so much and given me so much confidence and opened my eyes to things in me that I didn't know I was capable of. And that's meant a lot to me. And I, I would like for to see other women grow like that and, and push themselves and realize what their potential is. Beautiful. I like that answer. I approve. <laughs> I think it's been kind of the same experience for me too, you know, the growing in the confidence and just you know, establishing yourself in an industry with these wonderful people. Yeah. Um, it, it really is uh, life-changing. I agree. Yeah, it's a, it's a great community to be involved with, for sure. And we're so happy you're part of that community, Natalie. And uh, and for those that want to actually see what you're doing on the Internet, it's real easy, flygrillllc.com. Uh, there's links to your Facebook page and Instagram, and uh, and I love your posts. Uh, it keeps me motivated, too. I mean, that's basically what I use Instagram for, is looking for people like yourself uh, to motivate me to get out there and fly and to see what you're doing to help other people. I think that's that's awesome. And the scholarships, I hope, will will continue to grow. And there are so many out there. I think the fact that you have one, but there are so many other organizations that have them out there. And, and yeah, we want them to actually apply for yours. And the way to do that, obviously, is through Women in Aviation. But we also want them to apply for as many as they can because we want you to get out there and fly. Right. That's for sure. Exactly. Yeah. So any other, before we leave, anything else, Natalie, you wanted to say to those folks that are out there right now listening that are like you, that were on the fence and uh, were, didn't are thinking, yeah, maybe I will go out there and try it, but I'm not so sure. Oh, gosh. You've got to do it. You've got to um, take that first step and push, push yourself because um, the, just the growth that comes from it and it is the confidence building and just seeing what, like I said, what you're capable of and what you can overcome and getting out of your comfort zone is so life changing. I mean, we can be in our comfort zone and never know, well, maybe I could have done that, but I don't really know. Well, you don't know until you try. And I, I mean, I can't imagine that you can't do it. I think anybody could do it if it's something you want and ask for help because people want to help and want to see you achieve that and want to see you 
um, reach your reach your full potential and grow as a person. It's just the all about that. I feel like it, it expands your horizons for sure. Natalie, it's been so great having you here, and it was great meeting you at Sun and Fun, and uh, my family got to meet you, my wife and everybody, and, and you were just, just a truly genuine person, easy to talk to, very approachable, and I, I can't wait to see you out there more, and, uh, and if you're listening right now, flygirllc.com, have any questions for Natalie, stuckmikeavcast at gmail.com, and, uh, and definitely follow her on Instagram, because like I said, It'll inspire you to get out there and fly. If you're sitting in the office one day and you're kind of wishing you could go and and look at the sky or be in an airplane, do that. Check out Natalie's page because it will inspire you. That's for sure. Oh, thank you. I love Instagram. (laughs) It's a a great place to go to get some short little bursts of inspiration, you know? It sure is. It sure (laughs) is. (laughs) Well, Natalie, thanks again. Uh, We'll have to definitely have you uh, invite you back again because I'm sure we're going to get quite a few questions and and find out more about uh, where you are and in in your career career in your next step uh, and i can't wait to hear more about it thank you so much i really appreciate the opportunity to talk about the thing that i just love the most and you, you guys are very very warm and i really appreciate it <laughs> well well thanks and uh and you know we really appreciate you and and from myself from from victoria and from tom and all the other folks here at stuck my Calfcast, we appreciate you the listener coming here and and if you have a story or you have a question for natalie just forward it to us at stuckmikeavcast at gmail.com and you know what one thing I, i'd like you to do and take away from what natalie said is is just do something do something now do something today to actually take that next step in your flying life i'd really appreciate your doing that because if you if you just do something simple, maybe it's just a website. You don't have to actually go down to the flight school. Maybe look on Instagram, watch a YouTube video, but try to do something now, and hopefully that's inspired you to move forward in your flying life. Well, folks, we'll talk to you next episode. Safe flying. You've been listening to the Stuck Mike Abcast. Members of the Stuck Mike Abcast may receive compensation for products or services mentioned during the podcast. Compensation may be received in the form of, but not limited to, referral commissions, free products or service trials. Our opinions and views are never influenced by any compensation, and you should always perform your own due diligence before purchasing any products or services mentioned during the show. The Stuck Mike Avcast is an aviation podcast and a Valeri Aviation Corporation production. Thank you.